Hello, and welcome to my Magical Cottagecore Life. This is Kenya, and today it is a rainy day here in Michigan, which is good because it's also been a hazy week because of the wildfires that have been going on around here. So, you know, I just kind of wanted to share a recipe that made me feel a little bit better. I've been feeling kind of down lately. So today I decided to try something yummy and fun. And what I wanted to give you was something you can use from your garden. So take out your big book of stuff and turn to the recipe section and the gardening section. Because today we're going to talk about how you can go about cooking a special treat. We're going to eat flowers today. Today we're going to talk about eating stuffed rows of Sharon blossoms. Let's get started. So as the rain falls down and patters against the window, I don't know if you can hear that thunder in the background. I'm sitting here with a well-satisfied cat that's just flicking her whiskers and lazily moving her tail in a sleepy, lazy mess as I share this recipe with you. And I hope where you are, it's sunny and fun and bright and that you can make this recipe and find some joy. So the first thing you're going to need is a Rose of Sharon shrub. And if you've got that, you're over halfway there. The other part that you're going to need is some brie cheese and either some fresh chives from your garden or chives from the store, some cooking oil of some sort, and a pan. That's it. And maybe a tiny bit of either cornstarch or flour, depending on how you like your breading. I do not recommend using bread crumbs. It does not come out the way you think it would. So if you like brie, this is the one for you. But some people don't like brie. And if you don't like brie, you can substitute a gentle gouda. Yes, I know it's supposed to be gouda. I'm American, so you can substitute a, a gentle Gouda or even a smoked Gouda, but I wouldn't recommend that. And if you really want to make it a little bit more creamy, you can add one of the creamier cheeses and kind of whip it all together. Do not use whipped cream cheese. It will not come out like you would hope. It will be a disaster. You don't want to know what happens. But when I tell you about don't try certain things, it's usually because I've tried it and it has gone disastrously. So please don't do that. If you must add cream cheese, make sure you add a different cheese with it as well. So take those two cheeses or that one cheese and get them nice and soft and whip them up a little bit. And you can do that either by warming it slowly in the microwave or leaving it out in the sun.
remember, you're using soft cheeses. Now there is a really wonderful mellow soft cheese that I get at the Polish market over here, but I can't pronounce it. And my husband's not in here, so I can't ask him how to pronounce it. But it comes in little squares, and that cheese is always soft as well. So you can use that. It does work. I will try my best to get someone to tell me how to say it, and then I can share it with you. And what you're going to do is you're going to chop up your chives into very small portions. Like I would almost say mincing them would be good, but you want to stop just the size, side of mincing because you don't want it to be almost non-detectable. It's going to be good, okay? Trust me, it's going to be really good. But you want to also make sure that however much cheese you have, you should not have more than maybe a third of that in chives. So it's up to you. You might want to use anywhere from 10 to 15 large rows of Sharon blossoms. Uh, and then let's talk about how to prepare those. Now, as far as the blossoms go, you want to make sure that once you pick them, they're, they're really large. Rows of Sharon blossoms usually last for one day. You're going to submerge them in water uh, to make sure you get rid of any little critters and let them sit in the water for about, I want to say, five minutes. And that should take out anything that's not supposed to be eaten in there. Usually the little ants will come floating out. Once you've done that, shake them out. Uh, maybe lay them with blossom side down on a napkin or a tablecloth or even a cloth napkin. And then what you're going to do is you're going to carefully take the green parts off or you can leave them on, they are edible, but I recommend taking the green parts off and try to keep everything attached. Now if you can't do that, just cut off the stem and let the little bit of green stay on there. It won't hurt anything. Um, and as a matter of fact, it might just give you a little bit more of a distinctive flavor. Now once you've done this, you're going to take your cheese and you're going to probably put about, I want to say, two-thirds of a tablespoon at the most, depending on how large your blossoms are or even a teaspoon only of the mixture of cheese and chives and you're going to put it inside your blossom and you're going to kind of seal it up in like a little packet with your with your hand and once you do that you're going to dip it in flour and transfer it immediately to warmed oil so you're going to have your pan with oil that's going to be heated up into a nice warm temperature not like hot like fish grease but at least very warm so that they fry quickly and you're going to make sure you get those in and out very quickly because it is quick to burn so put them in there I would say no more than four at a time and by the time that you have probably finished stuffing and putting in your fourth one your first one's probably going to be ready to turn uh, turn them once each and then take them out in the order in which you put them in and let them drain on a cloth, uh, preferably in a colander. Now, once this is all done, and I forgot to mention, you're going to put everything in flour too. That's why you didn't dry off your, your blossoms, but 
uh, once you stuff them, you'll put them in flour, obviously, before you fry them. But once you've got them all fried, it's good to serve them pretty immediately. I mean, pretty much these are not one of those, let's cook them and put them to the side and get back to them. You don't want to do that. You kind of want to eat them now. It's the same as when you're frying sage leaves for a gathering. Uh, if you take a sage plant and you just pluck the leaves and dip them in almost like a, a tempura batter or just like a simple flour and ginger ale or beer mix and you deep fry the leaves one by one and, and then you take them out and you serve them to people, you don't let them sit around. You kind of like eat them now. It's a, it's a fry and eat kind of thing. So this is definitely not one of those make-aheads kind of things. You definitely want to cook this last if they're part of a larger meal. And that is basically it, my friends. Um, if you want to keep something along the theme of making something lovely to go with it you can make a lemonade now if you don't have lemons guess what remember we talked about common wood sorrow well those little common little yellow wood sorrows are all over the place right now here in Michigan so grab some of that up wash it off boil it into a tea and serve it over some ice with a lot more cold water and you've got yourself a nice natural lemonade or if you're fortunate enough to already gotten into your staghorn sumac time you can also make some really cool pink lemonade flavored drink to go with it you know I really love sharing these kinds of things with my friends and we're friends right so you know I look forward to hearing about your adventures in eating natural foods and and just uh, finding ways to incorporate more beauty into your life and I can't think of many things more beautiful than uh, fried stuffed rose of Sharon flour with wood sorrel lemonade so um, I wish you well I wish you health and I wish to see you next time here on my magical cottagecore life.